Lincoln Riley ain't playing around in 2023. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every single day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really appreciate your support. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. It's real easy. You just got to click that button. And if you are enjoying the show, you like the episode, hit that like button. Both would mean a whole heck of a lot. And I always like to open up every episode by saying thank you to everybody who's watching, and especially to all the subscribers. This episode of Locked On USC is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com. Quote, whatever was acceptable 12 months ago is not acceptable now. That was just one of the quotes from Lincoln Riley on Tuesday following session number two of spring practice. Cliff Notes version from Lincoln Riley. What did that mean? We have to be more physical. We have to finish the job. If you're checking out social media and you've seen the you know the hype videos, highlights, job's not finished. That's pretty much their mantra. But Lincoln um, doesn't want anybody to worry. Uh, after two days of spring camp, the defense is going to be a lot better. So saith Lincoln Riley. Look, I, uh, if you're wondering where this is coming from, myself, as well as the rest of the media, had the opportunity to, to talk with Lincoln Riley for the first time since he uh, he sat down with us back in January for a roundtable. And this came out right after Tuesday's uh, second practice session of spring camp. Remember, they're going to have 15, as well as the uh, spring huddle, the Trojan spring practice game that will be at the Coliseum on April 15th at noon. And um, I assume it's because, um, you know, obviously, Lincoln feels as comfortable about the defense. It's going to be good and real soon. It's because um, he's had a chance to see them practice for two full days without their pads on. Um, Obviously, I'm being facetious. But uh, I'm still trying to understand, you know, I'm a – Maybe Lincoln feels good that he didn't have the media around for the first two days because of us, you know, if we were out there taking pics of those guys stretching and shooting video of, of their first 15, 20 minutes of practice, I'm not sure um, if we would have inhibited his chance to get a sense of what he was able to learn in shorts and shells during the first couple of practices. So if you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic, and sarcasm time is over. Uh, Lincoln was very forthcoming, and he was, you know, he, he said he was one of the first things he was asked was to kind of contrast and compare this spring camp 2023 to last year when he had to try and get, you know, kind of get the house in order without having a full off season. Um, so when he was asked what's changed, he said everything. Uh, you kind of look back at what we're doing a year ago 
this time, and it's much different. You have a sense that we're building upon something now as opposed to just starting something. We're way more advanced in every sense of the word that we're, than, uh, than we were at at this time last year, but the standards are also higher. I feel like it's been our first full off season with a full staff and everybody the way we've wanted it, end quote. So uh, now I, I know that's not what some of the, uh, some of the Trojan fans wanted to hear uh, as far as having the full staff back, uh, especially since one of the coordinators uh, tends to be on a short leash with uh, many of the USC faithful not Lincoln Riley, but uh, Lincoln did want to point out that he was able to keep the band together for another year. Uh, and he said that because he was pointing out that he did get calls inquiring about, you know, the coaches on his staff, um, seeing if they were available for other opportunities. Now, that's great to hear. But does that mean, you know, why was he bringing this up? Um, that maybe some possible staff movements are coming? Probably not. But it does give him a chance to kind of brag about his guys. So if anybody's ever wondered if uh, Coach Riley has an ego, we all do. And I'm sure he did get some calls um, inquiring about some of his guys on his staff. Otherwise, why bring that up? Uh, but he did also emphasize uh, that with this full offseason, um, he really wanted to highlight Benny Wiley, and I believe her name was uh, Rachel Suba, the nutritionist, uh, because he really wanted to point out all the good weight gain and loss um, where it was necessary with the players during this offseason. It was really important that he pointed that out. Uh, and he really emphasized uh, the defensive back group, especially early in the in the 30-minute Q&A. It was just under 30 minutes that he that he talked with us via Zoom. Uh, he said that the USC defensive backs have put on more weight this offseason to have, quote, more pop physically. Uh, he specifically highlighted Caleb Bullock and Latrell McCutcheon for their weight gains. And then he went on to say Jacoby Covington has had a phenomenal offseason. Phenomenal. His words, not mine. So... Maybe it's the narcissist in me, but it almost feels like, you know, maybe Lincoln or his uh, his peoples uh, were maybe watching a couple episodes, recent episodes of Locked On USC, because he he addressed my Damani Jackson durability concern when he said Damani Jackson has practiced this week and as well and credited the Trojan medical staff for doing a, quote, good job with Jackson. The underlying point with the deep defensive backs um, specifically was about the weight gain and the pop physically. It has to do with tackling. Uh, he didn't mention that specifically, but you know, if everybody read, reads between the lines, um, there it is. But again, back to Damani, you know, I pointed out that durability is going to be an issue so far. So good. Damani's been able to make it through the offseason and for the first two practice sessions. And that's going to be something to keep keep an eye on. 
Uh, Lincoln also mentioned that the team and the leaders uh, not having that deer in the headlights stare this year. Quote, they know what to expect, and we have a nice core of leaders uh, that have really helped push it along, end quote. So I'm going to just get back to the defense because that's pretty much what's on, what's on everyone's mind. In this first segment, we're going to focus on the defense. Uh, since this was Lincoln's first talk with the media since January, as I mentioned, um, back then, you know, when we sat down with him at our roundtable session, he said he was going to take on a more prominent role with the defense. And he was asked what changes have taken place so far. Uh, Coach speak came around. This is one of those areas where, you know, did a little bit of hemming and hawing about the roles for returning players versus new players, you know, all that kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. Uh, quote, we're excited where we're headed defensively. We're really excited about some of the talent we brought in and some of the talent on this roster that's been developed. And a very clear plan is in place to play the way that we expect to play defensively, which I know I've addressed many times. We expect to be an extremely high-level defense here at USC. No reason in the world why we can't and why we won't be. And we expect that will happen, and it will happen soon, end quote. Going back to what I said at the beginning of the, of the show. So by the end of 15 practices and, and spring camp, um, does he mean, is that what he means by soon? By the end of those set, by, by the end of spring camp. Or does he mean soon by the by the time fall camp is over soon? I know based on what he said that he's really excited about some of the pieces that they've added um, through the transfer portal, recruiting. Um, but there's also the fact that, you know, I, I think where his optimism really stems from is that this is going to be uh, the second year in the system for a lot of these guys um, and with the same staff. And you're not going to have that thousand yard stare, you know, the, the deer in the headlight look. Um, when when the words are coming out of Lincoln's mouth and out of the coach's mouth, uh, like Lincoln said, the guys know what to expect. So there you have it. Problem solved. Hope springs eternal. Um, defense is going to be good. But, you know, what about Eric Gentry? You know, Eric, Riley was asked about... Uh, specifically about Gentry's delaying of the surgery for his, for his ankle injury and why he just didn't have it, you know, earlier. Uh, Riley said, quote, we took a look at it after the season. I think there was a, a certainly, there was certainly some hope uh, that with a little bit of downtime and rest and rehab that it could potentially go back to 100% uh, taking the non-surgical route but the injury just wasn't making the progress that we needed it to make over the course of the offseason, which obviously led to the surgery. But 2.0, he did add that Gentry would, uh, he would have missed spring camp regardless of the surgery uh, when he had it, if he had it earlier, having it now. Um, so in that case, there was really no harm uh, with them delaying the surgery. The positive from Dr. Riley is that he had no, he was literally, he wasn't hesitant. He said that Gentry would be fully cleared 
and really quickly after spring ball, and he's going to have a full summer conditioning session to get in before spring, uh, before the fall camp uh, gets started up at the end of July. So he said, quote, this is a great chance uh, for Eric mentally, you know, having played a year, been in the system, it's a great chance for him to take a step back and, and really see it through a different perspective, see it from a coach's point of view. He'll also use the spring to continue to add good weight. Uh, Riley said, adding some of that mass that we obviously know he needs. Well, so Riley said Gentry's handling this with a really positive attitude and a really high energy. Um, he's probably really happy because he's saving his body. He's a veteran, he know, and he's not he doesn't have to go through spring camp. So had Gentry not missed, here here's a here's something else to to a note, little factoid. Um, had Eric not missed three games after the injury against Utah in the regular season, he definitely would have led the team in tackles. Uh, I mentioned on yesterday's episode of uh, a previous episode that Max Williams led USC with 79 tackles. Your nickelback. Shane Lee was second with 78. If Gentry had 71 um, before at the end of the year and he missed three games, I'm confident he would have filled in that void of eight tackles somewhere along the line within three games. So he's six foot six. He's 205 pounds now. Uh, adding good weight for me, that means he if he shows up at 215 pounds or more uh, by the end of spring, working out, just sitting around getting fat, that's a positive. That's going to be a net positive when he does eventually return. So... What did Lincoln Riley talk about with the offense? Well, ironically, there are issues that uh, that Lincoln actually brought up on offense. And I'll talk about that next in our next segment. First, we're going to talk about FanDuel. Because we're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here. So it's the perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're a new user, new customer, this is like the perfect time because you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just do it. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's super easy to use and it's secure. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores. Who's going to make the most three pointers in the game? Who will have the most rebounds? If you're a prop bet guy, FanDuel is the place for you. <clears throat> and it even FanDuel also is going to give you a chance to combine your bets uh, for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Parlays are fun. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel and a official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the 
the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What time is the show, is it? It's time for me to say thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. We are in March. March Madness is right around, right around the corner. USC tips off. Pac-12 tournament play on Thursday. So you got to go check out our other podcast called Locked On College Basketball. It's going to give you everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, you're going to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So Lincoln Riley isn't going to come out and say it. However, I will. USC has three starters on offense locked up. No doubt about it. Caleb Williams, quarterback. Justin Dietrich at center. Jonah Monheim, right guard. I'll even add a fourth. <coughs> Excuse me. Once Ethan White, the transfer guy, the offensive guard transfer from uh, Florida, once he starts practicing, he'll be the other starting guard. So you'll have four... Four starters on offense, pretty much locked in. So you're sold up the middle. You're solid up the middle. And that's a good place to start. After that, on offense, let the competition begin. Uh, One position, like I said, that is not up for grabs, it's Caleb. Uh, Lincoln Riley has his third-year quarterback, which I don't think he's had that in his time as a head coach. You guys out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Won't be the first time. Um, But having a third-year quarterback with Lincoln Riley, that's going to make USC's offense in 2023 pretty friggin' scary. I mean, Lincoln said that, you know, Caleb is good, but they're going to, they have a plan, and they're going to push him really hard uh, in the spring, this off, leading up to the season. And I, I guess it's because winning the Heisman and willing the team to 11 wins pretty much on his own, it just wasn't good enough in <laughs> last year and year one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, they just want to take Caleb to the next level. So when I when they say they're going to push him hard, They just want to get the most out of every ounce of Caleb Williams that they can. You would think that the the O-line, the offensive line, and the wide receiver rooms wouldn't be a cause for concern. But numbers-wise, Lincoln Riley feels there is. Uh, That's what I was uh, alluding to at the end of the first segment, that, you know, he's really upbeat and positive about the defense, but at least for spring camp, um, he, there's a cause for concern numbers wise uh, with the offensive line and wide receiver group. Uh, he did mention that uh, there could be another transfer portal offensive lineman arriving, maybe two. And then you've got the four freshman offensive linemen who will eventually be here um, 
late spring, summer for player-run practices, PRPs, definitely for fall camp. Um, you know, Lincoln did point out that the, uh, I know we're talking about the offense specifically in this segment, but he pointed out the defensive line, linebacker, running back and offensive line as positions where the competition uh, is going to be pretty competitive, intense. And he expects more competition at all the spots compared to last year. He quoted, I'm quoting him, there's probably less position battles where it's kind of obvious who the guys are going to be. And I think for good reason. I just think overall, the talent level, um, the guys we retained have obviously improved, plus the guys we brought in. It's at a different point than we were at 12 months ago. A lot of double talk there. I'm not sure how to digest what he was exactly saying. He did mention Cortland Ford had a great offseason. Uh, he dropped some weight, and he's looking for him to take over the left tackle spot. He, um, as far as wide receivers, he mentioned uh, Dorian Singer was more of a quiet type personality-wise. I guess if I'm going to make a comparison, because he came over for one year in the transfer portal, same as Jordan Addison. Jordan came across that way as well. So maybe when uh, Dorian feels a little bit more comfortable, uh, maybe he'll open up. You know, Tomorrow, a lot of the players are going to have a chance to talk with us in the media. I guess that's today, if you're making Lockdown USC your first listen. Wednesday, we will be at practice. Uh, running back is going to be extremely competitive with Austin Jones, Marshawn Lloyd, Darwin Barlow. you got the two freshmen. Uh, Rayleigh Brown's name was brought up, and Riley said that, quote, he's growing up, end quote. Kind of goes along with what I said he needs to do going from his freshman to his sophomore season. Um, and it might also explain, you know, Rayleigh's move to wide receiver this spring, or at least spending a lot of time at that wide wide receiver position. It, it might be because they have low numbers uh, that Riley had alluded to. If the numbers are low, um, what is, does he? I'm not sure what Lincoln means. I looked at the wide receiver. He's not. It's not like they're hurting for wide receivers. Um, maybe he meant as far as the diversity of the different types of receivers. Uh, who's going to be the big wide receiver? Uh, when you look across the board, they all have a similar size in the same size range, including um, you know the freshmen that are coming in. So who's going to be the big wide receiver? Who's going to step up at that role? Brennan Rice? Is it going to be Kyron Hudson-Ware? Um, you know, can they solve that by the end of spring? And, and, you know, maybe step up and are we going to get, like I said, are we getting Brennan Rice Cotton Bowl version or are we getting Brennan Rice who you're like, how do you drop that pass? Remember, Kyle Ford, I think uh, – I know I anticipated him getting a shot at the big wide receiver role, but he's going to be wearing that Smurf blue this year over at UCLA. So we'll see. Uh, I just found it interesting that Lincoln uh, brought up the offense as, I guess, the area that he had to keep his eye on. 
Um, and he was much more positive about the defense. And I think that was for the benefit of he knows that's where he really has to focus. And I don't really think he's too concerned about the offense. How can you be? Caleb Williams playing quarterback for you. And he's going to make everybody around him better. Because even if he has to scramble around and we have to wait for that offensive line to kind of gel and come together, um, Caleb can make plays happen outside of the pocket. So I think as far as Lincoln is concerned, it's really about he just he wants to find out who his top seven, eight guys are going to be in that offensive line room so you can get the the cross training going. Do the know who's versatile enough to move from left to right, right to left, play inside or outside. You need you need that those that solid seven, eight guys that you can rely on like they did last year. So we'll see. All right, final segment here. I was, uh, a question I really, because everybody asks questions and uh, I'm sure there'll be more to go over uh, this week on Locked on USC, but I asked Lincoln, um, I was curious why he decided to split up spring camp after three sessions, give the guys an extended break, bring them back, and then have the spring huddle. Lincoln said it was mostly, it had to do with, because USC is playing a week zero game. So because they're starting a week earlier, fall camp wise, he wanted to start spring camp a week earlier. And although, you know, he did say it wasn't ideal. Um, I, he tried to, you know, spin into a positive that it'll help them kind of prepare and plan uh, for the regular season because they're going to have, you know, three games. They're going to have that really early game, the end of uh, end of August. And then, you know, they're going to have that early bye week. So I get that was Lincoln's analogy for why they chose to do it. I think he wanted to get spring camp started early so it can end early, even though they're going to have that break. So he can really focus on, all right, which players do we need to focus on in the transfer portal? He was he was pretty clear. Uh, there 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 are going to be more players in. Uh, Malachi Nelson is already throwing the ball. I guess you know. I think everyone anticipated that would happen at some point, but I guess Sunday it happened. Uh, so I don't know if we'll say he's ahead of schedule, but remember it was on his non-throwing shoulder. It was left shoulder. And Lincoln did say that, you know, this isn't the ideal situation for Malachi to be under for his first spring camp, but he does get to learn from three pretty good quarterbacks in front of him, pretty smart guys as well, uh, Caleb, Miller Moss, and Jake Jensen. So while not ideal as far as being able to uh, get involved with contact and and run around and, and all that kind of good stuff, from a from a mental preparation standpoint, this this might work out for the best. And, uh, you know, Riley tried to do the usual positive outlook for his future. But I, I look, he, he knows that Nelson uh, has, he has a ways to go. He's been through two spring camp practice sessions and winter workouts. Uh, I've talked about 
uh, and everybody talks about how Lincoln Riley likes to cross train uh, his guys at different positions. He said, obviously, uh, quote, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, there's going to be some new starters on the offensive line. So we're, we're working and trying a lot of combinations there. Give guys opportunities, play some guys inside that have played outside, play some guys outside that have played inside, and it'll be fun to see. You take a guy like Cortland Ford. He finished the year really strong for us. He's had a really good offseason. He's really trimmed down. He's moving extremely well. You take him competing with some of the new guys coming in or some of the younger guys developing in the program. And we just got those situations all over the place. Interesting. He highlighted Cortland Ford. I've been highlighting him um, as well. So, uh, again, this isn't rocket science. I'm not some genius. Uh, I'm sure you guys see the same things I saw during the season. And I mentioned the writings on the wall. Uh, when you're bringing in transfers to play these positions, you're being challenged, even though you can hear how you can spin it positively. Now, as far as the freshmen go with cross-training, Lincoln said the freshmen, um, they're going to focus on their primary position. And they, they do that in spring camp because they just don't want them to get overwhelmed. I'll let them get their feet under themselves before they start throwing the whole playbook at them. And, oh, by the way, you got to... You learned how to play. Um, you learned how to play free safety. Guess what? Now you get to learn how to play strong safety. You've only been here two weeks. Go do it. That's not fair. Uh, and he said, "There's probably more guys that he can do it with this year, as far as the cross training, because they have more guys returning from last year. So there's a comfort level." Overall, uh, with our first meeting with Lincoln um, through Zoom. Nothing breaking. Uh, again, I told you it was about a th just under 30 minutes. But it was fun to, you know, at least hear Lincoln tell us his opinion after two spring practice sessions. I get to see them up close and personal myself on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait to jot down my own notes and observations so I can come back and tell you about it myself. That'll be on our next episode of Locked on USC. But real quick before I get out of here, because we are literally right up on that 30-minute part, I give you all the news and notes you can get in 30 minutes or less. That's what makes this show so great. USC Hoops, Boogie, Drew, they were named first-team All-Pac-12 Conference. Pretty cool. Reese Dixon-Waters, he was voted sixth man of the year for the Pac-12. You got to admit, Andy, Andy Enfield did a pretty good job recruiting, putting together a roster. Developing players. Who knew who Drew Peterson was before he got to USC? Now he's a two-time All-Pac-12 performer, leading USC to uh, to the Pac-12 tournament for three years in a row. Speaking of the Pac-12, I meant the NCAA tournament. The Pac-12 tournament starts on Thursday. USC will play uh, at their scheduled tip-off at 8:30 p.m. and they're going to play the winner against um, ASU or Oregon State. I don't think it matters who they play. USC just needs to get past that first round to just keep building on their seed, seeding for the NCAA tournament. Right now, they're anywhere from a 10. I've seen them as high as an 8. Uh, if they can win two games in the Pac-12 tournament, 
maybe they can solidify a seven or six seed, win the whole thing, maybe get a five or four. We'll see. There it is. Another episode locked on USC in the books. I will be back with another episode tomorrow. I told you that already because locked on USC five times a week. Until the next episode, everyone, you know what to do.